0: This is ESPN Radio. If that doesn't get you going, then what's wrong with you? He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for getting it going with us on ESPN Radio this morning, as well as the ESPN app. SiriusXM XM Channel 80, tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Don't forget, you can always join the chat anytime you want on Twitter at Real Jay Williams and at Coleman ESPN. And don't forget the phone number as well, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because we'll be honest. Because we stayed up late last night watching the U.S. women's soccer match against Netherlands, which wound up being a 1-1 tie part of the Women's World Cup, going on right now in Australia and New Zealand.
1: We had a little,
0: we need a little jump start. I'm not a coffee, coffee drinker. I'm surprised you've gone this long and not had a cup of coffee, Jay. Will, to really get your morning, get your morning started and get into the left lane and not be in the travel I lane. I told
1: you I've been on my new joint, man. What's your new joint? My, my, my new joint is I I, I do Himalayan Sea salt. That's right. And warm water in the morning. Okay. And I about eight, nine ounces. Right. All right. And that That's just keeps my energy level high that'll for most do of it. the day. That'll do it. Yeah. It's supposed to have like great health benefits. It's released, it flushes your system, it retains water, helps you stay more hydrated. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm trying to get off the coffee kick because I found myself doing this show right, having three or four cups of coffee. And by the time I get to like 9 oh, yeah, I got the shakes. It's not good. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not it's good, good at all with him. Too much coffee. Oh, <laughs> ah, ha, ha. just like scratching myself like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> so it's been good, though. But like last Coffee's night was a hell of a drug. baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's good. We covered a lot today thus far, though, Freddie. Yes, we have. I mean, yes, we, we have. We, we, we've talked a lot about. Obviously, we talked about the USA women's soccer team. Uh, we just got done talking about Aaron Rodgers taking a pay cut. Uh-huh. And are the Jets the favorite? Is he the most motivated player? Not just in football player in, in Freddie, maybe in all sports. Oh, really? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Make the case. I'm going to hear I'm, that. I'm, I'm not saying that yet. I'm, I'm thinking okay. it through as I'm saying it. All right. But potentially, though. Okay. For, and it's not money-driven. It's more so, I think, the amount of shots that were taken. Now, some things were self-inflicted, granted, with Aaron Rodgers. No doubt. But also the amount of shots that were taken at him and the amount of people that talked about his greatness, like, and, and does it, does it really equate his individual greatness equate to team success and how he's been able to get himself okay. to the Jets? And now what he's playing for All right. with the pay cut, if he's able to land a guy like Dalvin Cook, that Diana Rossini, who is one of our great analysts and reporters here at ESPN, just came on our show and said that they're in contract talks with a guy like Dalvin Cook. If you can have that added a piece does that make the Jets one of the favorites to win a Super Bowl? Put it this way.
0: If if you Anytime we hear information like this, and by the way, this is a public service message from Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Anytime a reporter comes on and says that something is in the process, you're hearing page one. They're already at page 25. If Diana Rossini came on this show not even 20 minutes ago to say, hey, they're in contract talks, believe me, that could be a lot closer to a happening with Dalvin Cook being a member of the New York Jets than anything else because – People trust her with that information to say contract talks, maybe a little bit more. You can go with that, which means that that process is maybe a little bit further along with Dalvin Cook being a New York jet and not a Miami Dolphin, not a Patriot, not anywhere else.
1: Hard knocks. You have my attention regardless of whether they want to give you access or not, because it seems like this thing just keeps ramping up. And if they are able to make an addition like that, now think about running back by committee. Like you have Brees Hall is coming back being, you know, healthy now, along with Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of great pieces, offensive weapons. I mean, one of the most exciting teams to watch in the AFC. And it just puts back in that conversation about, and Diana also said this about Josh Allen and the Bills. Like, do we as media members always overhype them? Because, you know, it always seems like expectation is championship or bust. But, you know, they have had success. Maybe not the success that we think they should have had, which is, we equate that to winning a Super Bowl because we always get the preseason hype around Josh Allen. But they have been a successful team. But the drama now going alongside Diggs and Josh Allen, you know, it's good until it's not good. Uh-huh. Right. With them losing their D.C. as well. Like that's another shift for them and their team. Like they just got a new O.C. after losing Brian Dable to the Giants. You feel like Josh Allen didn't have a great year last year, still had a good year. New offensive scheme, new style. It takes a while to get adjusted to that. Well, their defensive has some holes. You got Kansas City out there. You got Miami out there with Tua. Just the AFC is loaded. You got Joe. I'd even make mention of Joe Burrow and all the weapons he has in Cincy.
0: I'm glad you mentioned something real quick about in terms of not only people having that kind of ability to understand exactly their value, what they could bring to a football team, but also the overhype. More than ever before, players, coaches, general manager, owners pay attention to sports media. They can say all they want, but they're always paying attention. And if you say something that gets them sideways, they remember it. You can say the greatest things about Aaron Rodgers. Let's say Aaron Rodgers leads to Jets to a Super Bowl. Let's say he's able to do that, but one person says, well, you know, but he's going to remember that more than anything else. That's how we're if, built. Right. If anything, more than ever before, The media can be that kind of motivator because if somebody is banging on you, you want to shut that person up. You want to tell a person, knock it off. Be quiet. Aaron Rodgers is a prime example, a prime epitome of that. Because I know for a fact he had to be getting sick and tired of people going after him with all that happened in Green Bay and all that was going on between him and that organization. Now, that's something that Shohei Atani does not have to worry about. The Angels pull him off the trade market. He'll be able to set his price if he stays in Los Angeles, goes somewhere else. But he doesn't have to deal with that compared to Aaron Rodgers. Right now, these two guys are two biggest sports stars in this country. Shohei Otani is a worldwide figure. Aaron Rodgers, depending on who you talk to and what perspective you have, he's a worldwide figure as well. Messi. Leo Messi, no doubt, coming to enter miami coming to MLS, he could have just taken that money and gotten richer somewhere else. He said, you know what? That's a challenge for me. Yeah, I'll go there and I'll take a look at that. And plenty of people are banging on him saying, why would you leave to go to a minor league? And all of a sudden he scored three goals in the first two games as if to give him the ultimate finger to them and say, I knew what I was doing. When people say that they don't pay attention to people in sports media or they don't listen to those kind of things, I got two examples for you. And Leo Messi, like you mentioned, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Because when you get a chance to shut people up in sports media, that could be the biggest motivating factor outside of money, outside of getting your bag more than ever before. LeBron
1: James, another one.
0: LeBron James, another one. Yes.
1: I mean, it's all this, man. Like, each and every day, Freddie, like as a former player, the the, the positive stuff is fine, right? But you almost don't want to believe it because it makes you content. Oh, really? Yeah. Like when people say, Oh, well, Jay was one of the, the greatest college basketball players. I'm like, all right, that's fine, but like what am I doing now? Like what's next? Like I'm I'm not just gonna sit here and say, Yeah, that that was great. Like it's always about like what is in front of me and how do I use the negative images that I have in my brain. Okay. That you no, know, if used in back in the day you would read the paper, now as you scrolling on your phone, you know, reading sifting through the millions of articles about you, um, that are mostly negative, right? Because negativity sells. If it bleeds, negativity it bleeds. Negativity gets more clicks. So if that stuff is at the forefront of your queue, you're going to see a lot of it. And you start marking all that stuff down because that's what drives wow. you. And that creates the friction. That creates the friction, Freddie.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned that by the Jay Williams, Freddie, coming together on ESPN Radio and ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU this morning because – I can't wait to see how Shohei Atani will get a chance to react to negativity from this organization if he leaves or from people who believe that, man, why would you not go to that team? Why are you going to that team? He seems to be pretty insulated because he can do that in the Angels. They're not in terms of being a championship contending team, but we love watching him play. We've seen what he has been able to do with a white hot spotlight, what he did in the world baseball classic,
1: but go to the Yankees, go to the Dodgers. Thank you.
0: And then watch. I want to see how that handle that's because not everybody is going to want to be on your side.
1: I mean, come on, Freddie, we know how easy it is for people to be motivated by the media. We just found out through discovery during our show that you are blocked by Jim Irsay, which I don't know why. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I know my value you're and blocked. I know my worth. Like, Let me see if I'm blocked. I'm not blocked. You're not blocked. Freddie Coleman, you're blocked. He likes
0: you more than he likes me. I'm
1: good with it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm completely fine with it. Hey, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: That was strange to see that, to be completely honest with you. Because you're the most
1: likable guy on our network.
0: But now you sound like Kimberly Williams that day when we had a back and forth on first take and I disagree with her. She goes, What happened to you? You don't disagree with people.
2: Wait, I, I, I wait disagree on, with people. Hold on. Kimberly Williams?
0: Kimberly. Kimberly A. Williams.
2: No, Kimberly A. Martin.
0: I'm uh, sorry. Kimberly A. Martin. I'm sorry. Now you, she's you, really not going to like me now. You were
1: looking at me thinking, Williams.
0: I really was. Hmm. I had Jay Williams in my head. Yep. I really was. Subliminally. You see and it I came out of my mouth. You see,
1: how I gave you an excuse? You gave me an excuse. I don't know if Kimberly
0: A. Martin's going to buy that as far as that goes but even she said what happened to you? What's going on with you? You disagree with me today I'm like I disagree with people I'm going to put it this way when you have a big mouth like I do it's going to resonate. You may not like it you may like it but I can be disagreeable but it doesn't have to be fire and brimstone. You and I disagree on certain things but we're not going to be at each other's throats as far as that goes. Now that works for some people for example that may work for Jim Irsay what he said about the running back position being negotiated. That may work for Kevin Durant when he's had his back-and-forth moments. And you understand that? Stephen A. Smith understood that. Yeah, you lived it. So we we can always have that. But it comes back to conversations, and it comes back to having those conversations. We should not be afraid to have conversations with people. And if you don't like it, if they're not taunting you, if they're not disrespecting your family or disrespecting your person, but they're commenting if they don't believe you're good enough or don't believe you're great enough or they think you're better than somebody else or somebody else better than you – Why so sensitive when it comes to stuff like that? Blocking somebody on Twitter may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Now, if they're being completely, for example, profane and stuff like that, you don't see it on your timeline. But if you're going to block somebody just because they disagree with you or they don't regard you in the same light as somebody else, to me, that's just ultimate stupidity when you do stuff like that and have a sensitivity. That's just me.
1: Sounds like Jim Mercer has you triggered.
0: I'm not holding it. You did this. Don't put this on Jim I did. You what do you mean? This. Like, why you you and did And now this you're pointing me. fingers aggressively You I mean, did I, this. I, See, I, oh, now, now, now I'm the bad guy now.
1: Well, it's not like one point. You gave me 30 points. It was like you're poking me and pointing Stop me at counting. the same time. It was 25. <laughs>
0: it wasn't 30. It was 25. But that's what I, stuff like that on social media. I get it as part of the fabric of our lives and everything. But if somebody disagrees with you, or they don't regard you highly somebody else and you block them. That says a lot more about you, the blocker, instead of the blocky. That's just how I feel. He is Jay I Williams. <laughs> I won't point at him for the rest of the show. Hit him on social media at real Jay Williams. I got it.
1: I understand. Oh, now, see, don't do that. See, that's. That, 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 Freddie, what do you want me to say? Nothing. There's nothing. nothing. What, do you, what do you want me to nothing. do? I, 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 I just, you. It's not. You're, you're gearing this energy towards me and it's, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> collateral Jay's
0: like, damage right now Tastes like my name is Bennett I'm not gonna be in it as far as that goes hit him on social media he's pulling the Pat Costello now at real J Williams I'm Freddie Coleman hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN that word pressure can be used in so many different ways but a friend of Jay Williams will tell you exactly how he's still trying to handle it many 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 years after he first encountered that that great story is next you keep it here on ESPN radio and
2: ESPNU have you ridden an electric e-bike yet
3: You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is
0: ESPN Radio. You never have to worry about us keeping it real because that's what Freddie Coleman and Jay Williams, that's what we do. Here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM channel 80, also on ESPN. You can tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, and we talk about pressure.
1: I'm going to make Lenny Cook give me 10 push-ups for every minute he's late.
0: You can do that because you know Lenny, you for more than a we minute. are
1: waiting for you, Lenny. You are my guy. <laughs> I am waiting for you to call into the show. We are not going to dance around this right now, Lenny Cook. <laughs> I know you are out there. You're keeping it 100. You are now. my you are my guy. Call in. We're waiting for you. Freddie, take it
0: away.
1: I don't know how I follow that now, now. I, I'm shooting my guy text. I, I, Lenny, what's up? You know, yesterday, Nunito, he was like, I'm ready to come on the show. We're going to do. He's like, I want to come into New York. I'm like, well, what happened was I used to, we used to be in New York, and now we're in Bristol, which is cool. Right. It's all love, but you're in the yeah. city, so let's figure it out. Okay. He's I, like, fine, we'll jump on FaceTime. He was excited about it. 815, Nunito, Lenny here? <laughs> no, not yet, Jay. What the hell's going on, Lenny? Well, they're working some things out, probably. Okay. They're trying,
0: they're trying to make you, they're, they're trying trying to Technical difficulties? I don't to, feel like Nunito's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Nunito's face right difficulty. now. Yeah. yeah, no technical difficulties. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We'll do the best we can. I'm, gonna With, call, I'm, we'll, call, I'm calling the cell right you're gonna now. you going to call the cell right so, now? So so I'll, I'll I'll tap dance while you do that. Oh, you're going to do it live on the air? I'm calling the
1: cell. Okay. I'm calling the cell. Let's see if we can Please, leave your Oh, he sent oh. me the voicemail.
0: Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh no. But make sure his phone number doesn't get on the air though.
1: No, it's not gonna get out of there. How's the phone number gonna get down there? Because
2: this d- says the number while like Oh hey, no, exactly. I,
1: I cut it off. I cut it off early. <sighs> oh thank yeah. I guess I you talk about maybe me. I do need that coffee, you huh? Talk about me being
0: aggressive. It's a little oh, aggressive. Oh wow. Wow. You aggressive. said that with the phone and the chest. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> All right.
1: We'll bounce back. Oh, of course we do. Next but, play.
0: Yeah, next play. We move on from that here. Triple H, ESPN. Still shooting text. 888. He's shooting your text right now? Oh, you're going to shoot him I'm a text, text right now? a text, yeah. This, this is going to get good to see if, he, if he's going to respond.
1: Oh, I'm going to keep it going the whole show. Good for you. Yeah. Don't give up. No, we're not going to let loose. I, I
0: love that. It's, hang in there, my bro. <laughs> Don't allow that to happen. Don't got to tell me. Exactly. By the way, keep weighing in on Twitter. We talk about in terms of irrelevant franchises in the world of sports. It can be in the NBA. It could be in the NFL. It could be Major League Baseball. Now, Jay took me to task because I had the audacity to say that I think the Orlando Magic are a, a more irrelevant as an NBA team. And he said, you can't have an NBA team being irrelevant because they're so active in terms of social media. NBA is really a worldwide league. Let's call it as it is and as far as that goes. So keep winging on Twitter. Real Jay wins my, my handle at Coleman ESPN.
1: My aggressive press nature worked. We got Lenny on the phone? No, no, he's here. No, he
0: dropped. Oh, oh man. he's just, Now he's just he, he's just messing he with dropped. you now. He's just messing with he you dropped. now. He
1: dropped. What kind of service do we have?
0: Well, you get on me for my phone service all the time because I have the nerve to have a galaxy. You get on me all the time Let's about not put
1: that. names to it. I don't want to lose sponsorship dollars potentially.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say that it'd be okay if i they'd do some money your way? I like the way you cleaned that up. Yeah. All right, let's try this again. So he is there. He, yes, he is there. Okay, Jay, will take it away since you like strong-armed him. I, I didn't strong-arm anybody. Funny.
1: Lenny has strong-armed a lot of players in the game of basketball, more so true. than me.
0: That is very true. <laughs> Lenny,
1: first off, why are you late, Lenny? What's going on? What happened? Good
4: morning, good morning, good morning, morning. Good morning. Good
1: morning. I, I like the positive energy. I, I like it. But Amen. what happened? What the hell happened, Lenny?
4: I, I was I'm trying to connect. It was not
1: connecting. Yeah. I got maybe, maybe that's our producer's fault. No, no. I, oh. I just want to, I, I know we have five minutes with you, Lenny. Um, and I, I just want people to know, you know, Lenny and I bumped into each other. We are both at the premiere of underrated at the NBA PA, uh, with a, it, which is Steph's, uh, docu kind of on his life and how he got to where he's at. That's on Apple. um, and we bumped into each other outside, and we had one of the most real-ass conversations I've had with a, a person for a long time. We, I feel like we connected. And, sure. Lenny, you know, a lot of people I, I, in the basketball world know who you are, but I just want to give you flowers. You are one of the best hoopers I have ever seen. I've ever Thank seen you, in I my life. It. And uh, that's saying, seeing LeBron, seeing T. Wade, uh, seeing Kobe. Like, for me, if there were the right elements in place earlier for you, I think you would have reached one of those peaks. But I'm curious to hear from you. I I was reading an article, and I'm going to come out heavy with it, Lenny. I was reading an article the other day about you that said that you you hated Bron for a while, for 20 years, until your daughter opened your eyes. Now, you were the number one recruit ahead of LeBron and ahead of Carmelo Anthony in that same class. Can you give us a little reason behind why that is?
4: I mean, it, it, I, I had to come to realization and check myself, first of all. Um, hate is a strong word. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I had a lot of animosity because of my mistakes in decision-making, um, which caused me to not be drafted and, and further my career in basketball and to watch LeBron become arguably... Uh, the greatest basketball player to ever play in the NBA, it just uh, it, it kind of put me in a shell, you know what I mean, for a long time.
0: A lot of people look at that and say, you can't make sure that you identify so much with basketball that you lose perspective, Lenny, and maybe focus on other things. How much do you believe that that happened to you because of all that hype surrounding not just LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony, but also you as well?
4: I mean, it, it played a big factor. Um, like I said, it, it um, just my decision making, uh, hanging out in clubs, hanging around the wrong crowd, listening to the wrong people, uh, derailed me. Of those things, you know what I'm saying,
1: Lenny? It, it's you and I were talking about. You know, it, it's we have so many decisions. So many things have to go right, man, in order to reach this uber level of success. And everybody has some kind of damn opinion about like, well, you took this wrong turn, why would you, and they don't live that life, they don't understand how the pressure amounts, accumulates so much, while you're also not used to dealing with fame, man, like fame is one of the Absolutely. worst drugs there is, Lenny, like take me Absolutely. through how you dealt with the hype that came around all of a sudden I mean, you became that guy.
4: Especially coming from uh, New York, like, I mean, it's everywhere, but being from New York, man, it's crazy, it's like, it's like like you said. It's like a drug that that attention, that fame, being uh, the number one player in the country, and also having that happen out of the blue. Because at one point in time, I wasn't I wasn't nobody. You know what I'm saying? When I started playing this game of basketball, like I didn't start with the uh, guys when they started seven, eight, nine years old. I started it in high school. I was in high school already, and it just happened overnight. And then starting to become this this image uh playing in new york city playing being ranked nationally um hanging around celebrities being in music videos hanging in clubs and then the women and all of the things that come with it it, 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 it was it was shocking you know what i mean and and, and it it hurt me lenny
1: tell me wow. tell me about the moment it hurt you the most take me take me to that that moment when it was the worst for you throughout this time
4: uh, it was two, it was two, it was, uh, I could say like two, two moments that really like put me in a shock. Whereas low was like, I was depressed. I, I was struggling on alcohol. Uh, and one of those moments is the night of the draft. Oh, two June 26 when I didn't get drafted. And then the next time was when I was in a bad car accident in California um, after a game. And, uh, I, I was playing in the ABA at the time, uh, which left me in the wheelchair for two and a half years, and they told me I was never going to play again. Wow! Wow! We
1: I mean, we shared we, we shared we share scar stories because he showed me his scar. Uh huh. Um, for sure. People thought our asses are crazy, Lenny, out there pulling up our legs, <laughs> our pants, like yeah, showing yeah. each other scars <laughs> in New York City. Man, yeah. <laughs> But, Lenny, In front of the I, NBA office. Exactly. But hey, that, that's, that's <laughs> what it is, man. It's like these are. I mean, these but are...
4: It, took, it, it took that. Like I, like I felt like it was a great moment. And if we didn't bump into each other, I wouldn't be on this platform. And hmm. being able to share my story to, to, to your crowd and people that don't know my story.
1: What do you think is the, the biggest lesson that you've learned from all of it, Lenny, that now you take into who you are now as an adult?
4: I mean, my biggest lesson, man, is just is just overcoming. Um, overcoming, like, depression, like, becoming the, a, a great father, you know what I mean, uh, a mentor to these kids. that uh, So hopefully these kids don't have to go through the things that I went through, uh, the next generation of student-athletes that's coming out now. Um, just being able to overcome that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a million letting cook stories, and I've been blessed with an opportunity to just share mine.
0: For people who don't know, by the way, Lenny Cook, a professional basketball player, joining Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman this morning on ESPN Radio. What are you up to now, Lenny?
4: Uh, going around, like I said, going around sharing my story, uh, going to different camps. Um, uh, you know, uh, I got the documentary out that, that's been out for a while, on Showtime. Um, uh, I'm about to do Quinn Cook's uh, basketball camp coming up uh, next month. Um, my, like I said, my goal is just to share my story, man, and I hope these kids can get something out of it and hopefully that even if I talk to a million kids, I just reach one and I'm okay.
1: You know it's funny, Lenny? It's like, you know, I always, like Dewan Wagner was that player for me, right? Yes. Like I, I used to, like similar to how I heard guys like Melo or Bron talk about you is how I talked about Dewan Wagner. And it's, it's funny, man, like it, it's, you realize that I was lucky enough to get there, even for a year. But you realize how much of a crapshoot it is. It, re- it re- like so many things, need to go exactly right in order for it to get there. But, Lenny, it ain't all what it seems like either, though, brother. So it's all about finding that inner space for yourself. And I'm so, I'm so glad you're still with us, man. I'm so glad that you continue to fight and share your story because we need more real stories in sports like yours to help young people understand that there are a lot of challenges that we have to go through as young individuals and huge decisions that alter every part of our lives. So I appreciate you coming on our show and sharing your
4: story. I appreciate you, Jay Will, man, thanks for having me on the show, man. Like I'm I'm, I'm so blessed and I'm glad that we bumped into each other, man. And we can build a a friendship and a brotherhood from here on out.
1: Done, man. I got you. I'm going to hit you. And I appreciate you making an effort to get on the show, even with the bad insight from Nuno.
4: Hey, Hey, (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to
0: help
1: my guy out. Now. I'm joking. I'm joking. Appreciate you, brother.
0: Thanks, Lenny. All right, Lenny. Thanks, y'all, for having me. Stay up. Yeah, we're going to react to that conversation and the parallels involving not only just Lenny Cook, but also Jay Williams. That fascinating conversation comes your way next. Keep it here this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN U.
2: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: This is ESPN Radio. By the way,
0: got this great tweet on social media, because I don't know what it is now, if it's X or Twitter, whatever it is, from Precocious Neophyte, who hit us up at Coleman ESPN and at Real J. Real J Williams. By the way, J. Williams, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPNU and SiriusXM Channel 80. Guys, that was a dope interview with Lenny Coke. He was a bad you-know-what on that basketball court. Glad to know that he's good and in a good space about his career. Excellent work, fellas. Precocious Neophyte, we really appreciate the kind words, but that was all two people. Jay Williams having his relationship with Lindy Cook to ask him to come on the show, and Lindy Cook accepting the invitation and being very, very willing, very transparent, extremely, extremely clear about how he used to blame a certain somebody for his transgressions and he doesn't do that anymore regarding LeBron James and Lenny Cook.
1: Well, I appreciate his candor. And before I get into my thoughts on Lenny, I want to bring in a caller, a guy named Kevin, who is from New York, who I've heard from Nuno is Lenny Cook's high school coach. Kevin, you there?
5: I, I am here. Hey. Oh, hi. Nick yes, I'm here. How are you? Good. How are
1: you? Doing good, Kevin. Keep, give us some good insight on, on Lenny and, and some of the challenges that you saw that he had to confront as a young person.
5: Absolutely. First of all, I love Lenny, so I was so glad when I uh, got in the car and heard heard him uh, speak. And, uh, yeah, he's a you know, great, great young man. But uh, Lenny, I was the uh, basketball coach at Northern Valley Old Japan, yep. uh, and Lenny came to us when uh, he was, uh, I guess you know technically a junior, uh, to age-wise, uh, going into his senior year, uh, coming out of uh, coming out of Brooklyn to live with a uh, uh, a, a family friend. So that's hmm. that's it. So I first met Lenny uh, in a, in the summer uh, where he came in in the summer league, and and of course you know blew us away with with his talent. And uh, but but I think you know Lenny to me is the story of of a really a systematic failure. I mean what what I think. Personally, what I think the AU programs, the, the, the what I'll call the sharks, mm-hmm. um, you know, did to this poor poor kid. Um, he came in with uh, with just what I think were, were a lot of bad people around him, giving him a lot of bad advice, um, pushing him in a, in, a, in bad directions. And uh, you know, I always say I wish I had Lenny for you know a more extended time than than the short period of time that I had him because he really is, was, it was a great kid, a great soul. Um, you know, but again, unfortunately he was asked to be, you know, be, be a, become a man at you know, with a, with a young child and, and uh, you know, the environment he was coming from at of at of Brooklyn. So, uh, you know, and, he, and he, he had a child at that time so, when you were so, coaching
1: him, Kevin? Well, I'm sorry. He had a child at that time while you were coaching him? He,
5: Yes, he did. He had had a had a child. Um, you so, know his uh, so there Freddie,
1: were a couple games where. So Kevin, I, I'm sorry for cutting. I mean, just, I mean, I had a child at 31, and that was a, like having a child at 17, 18 yeah. years old. Well I
0: mean, you're still trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Like while you're dealing with all this attention and fame, I'm sorry, Kevin, for interjecting. I just the, the, the weight of oh, that no problem. Um, yep. just puts so much more pressure on a guy like him to figure it out now, yep. not wait, but now.
5: And then, and then when he came to us, he uh, he really there there were credits that were since he was coming from a parochial school, which the state of New Jersey did not accept. And you know what what I think did not do right by this young man, which did not allow him to play because he ended up being short a couple of credits based on these these courses, religious courses that the uh, state of New Jersey public system did not accept. And he had to sit, um, and which, unfortunately, you know, he Koi Lenny had to had to work one on one at the other end of the court. You know, obviously, in you know, our practices, I couldn't have him getting ready for games. Have him yeah, right. playing on our second team, destroying our first team. So, you know, he wasn't even allowed able to play until the second half of uh, second semester of of that year. So, I, I think that's another. Failure that uh you know a system failure that you know for this poor kid you know in terms of what was best for for a young man versus what um you know policy or, or whatever it might be uh you know does sometimes we have to look at look at you know each individual case uh i, I think we forget to do that and and I think we they a, a lot a lot of a lot of things yeah. with lenny that that were were disappointing on people's ends that you know, when he said talks about wanting to, to blame others, do others, there there was a lot of yeah. blame to go around yeah. for others that right. took advantage of a young man.
1: Right. Yeah. Kevin, I I really appreciate you calling in yeah. and giving us insight on that. You got that. it. Uh, yeah. thank, thank you Kevin. so much. I appreciate that. But, like, you know, I, I try to tell people out there, like, and if you want to meet me on the streets, like, I'm open. Like, come up and, and rap with me. Um, For all these guys, like, for professional athletes in general or entertainers, like, I, I my life is fortunate enough where I'm around a lot of these people and you hear their stories Freddie and you realize how lucky that some of these guys who achieve such a high level are and granted they have earned it too but I know a lot of guys that have worked hard but they haven't had the right people around them to help them make the right decisions mm-hmm. and you know Kevin his coach in high school talking about the AAU system it's one of the dirtiest systems oh, out yeah. there now yeah. now there are benefits of it but it's also dirty I mean I have People paying AU coaches, I had shoe brands paying AU coaches, shoe brands, you know, giving money in boxes to players, mm-hmm. getting unlimited allotment of shoes, and that meant you had to go to certain schools. Now, what happens when you go against that grain? Oh, boy. Then what kind of environment does that create? What happens if you take money from that drug dealer that's helping you trying to get out of that situation, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, you don't come back to the hood no more. Oh, you too good for us? Oh, you out? So there's a lot of systems now. Right. I gave you two different types of systems. Mm-hmm. I gave you the shoe game system, and then I gave you the drug game system. And there's a lot of systems that can tie you down. And if you're not smart enough or savvy enough or have the people around you to help create a safe haven around that, right. you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I, I it doesn't hope, matter yeah. how talented you are. Yeah.
0: I hope somebody is out there listening to that conversation. We have a Lenny Cook about 20 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. And I hope the person I'm talking about is Ja Morant. If you're Ja Morant, you're able to go further and further and further, even though Lenny Cook had a lot more hype earlier on than Ja Morant. And Ja Morant went from really zero to where he has been in a short amount of time. You have the world at your feet right now. You have the fruits of the world in your hands right now. Do not throw it all away where you can be a cautionary tale. Like a Lenny Cook trying to overcome but that. But I feel
1: like it's different though. I feel like oh, Jock ja, ja is way he, yeah. more of a maturity thing. Yeah, it, that's right true. Now.
0: That's fair. Right. But, but that's why I hope he's listening to that because what comes with maturity is knowing exactly who to be around, who to have around you, knowing what situations to not be a part of. But
1: it's crazy. Jock ja comes from a good family. He's right. So like, like, yes. Lenny came from a broken family. Yeah, exactly. But, like on his own. But, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, I'm not comparing. I'm saying. I hear what you're saying. I, I hear where you're going and you're right. You're right. But the situations are, but it, it's all that. That's why you, you realize when I hear guys like Dalvin Cook's like, no, I want my money. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I get it. Like, I know your background. Okay. Yeah, I'm going like, to get your money. So people want to sit out there and call you selfish or say you're not a team player, Saquon. They don't know backgrounds. They don't know what you've been through, how many times you've been burned. To get to this point, all they see is the glitz and the glamour. Right. All that other stuff is washed away. That's why there's a backstory with all these individuals. Yeah. Different strokes with different folks, but yeah. if you don't know that, yeah. uh, be careful pointing the finger 30 times like you pointed at me last segment, well, Freddie.
0: You're just never going to let that go, huh? Just never going to let it go. I'm just glad that Lenny Cook in the game of life has not been washed away. That could have been very, Thanks. very easy to happen to him. Keep weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. And at Real Jay Williams, avoiding the finger pointing, that is Jay Williams on the finger pointer. when it comes to Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM X-Men Channel 80, as well as your smart speaker. We're going to do a little what they said, what they heard, plus breaking news that we kind of foreshadowed not too long ago.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio.
0: Which means that Aaron Rodgers may get whatever he likes because Jay Williams said as much. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Serious XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in in ESPNU. It wasn't that long ago this morning that Jay Williams said, Hey, Freddie, Aaron Rodgers was structuring that contract. Taking a $35 million pay cut. He even asked Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. First thing I thought about. Could this mean that the Jets could be more in line to bring in a guy like Dalvin Cook? Well, according to Tom Pelissero the NFL Network and Rich Samini, ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the New York Jets, Dalvin Cook will be flying up later today. He's scheduled to appear on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network tomorrow. Followed by a trip over to the Jets facility. He'll be around for the weekend.
1: Can I tell you something, Freddie? Have at it. Mr. I, I, Mr. Nostradamus? I, I, I got
0: a text from a friend. Mr. J. Domus? Mr.
1: I got a text from a friend Okay, that said they are just a uh, high six figures off of doing
0: this deal. Oh, they can work that out. Oh, you Which don't means they're, they're not stay. far right. off. You don't stay for a weekend to not work something out. You're coming to get something done. And the Jets want you to, they probably say, we'll pay the fare. You fly up here. We'll eat, we'll dine, we'll wine, we'll talk, you'll sign, you'll be here. Does the addition of Dalvin
1: Cook, does that make them the favorites in the AFC? It
0: will will make them the favorites in the AFC East. That guy in Kansas City is too much to deal with when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. That guy in Cincinnati with all the weapons he has in Joe Burrow in Cincinnati is too much to ignore.
1: I get that three-headed monster in Cincinnati and I I get Patrick Mahomes, but are the Jets not right there?
0: They're a lot closer to being right there. I mean, this, Miami, this Miami's over, up there, too. Yeah, this puts them ahead of Miami if this happens, if they get Dalvin Cook. This puts them ahead of Miami and Buffalo in that division. I agree. I mean, you get a guy that can it catch out of the backfield. It puts you
1: closer field. to the top, the top list of the pecking order. In a loaded the AFC. Yeah, it,
0: it, it, it puts you closer to that Bengals, Chiefs, Bills line, even if they're above the Bills in the AFC East. Put puts you closer to the Chiefs and Bengals line. Those I mean, are the they, two.
1: They'll have a better running game. They'll have, they'll have a better passing better game. Passing game. I mean,
0: we know what the defense can do.
2: but uh, but here's the question I'll ask you guys, yeah, Robert Sala. So how do you feel about him as a head coach with all this now? And especially when you're looking at all those other teams, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking, at, and I know people are starting to question Sean McDermott, but, like, uh, Zach Taylor's
0: made a Super Bowl. Obviously, Andy Reid. Everyone loves uh, Jay's boy, Mike McDaniels. Like, or McDaniel, I always get that screwed up. Mike but, McDaniel, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. but that, like, so... He looks so, like a McDaniels, yeah, by the way. Like, so how are we <laughs> feeling about Robert Sala now this, I'm assuming... at extra added pressure on his shoulders to get things done well the one thing I'll say about Robert Sala is that he has the mentality that he can deal with that and be a coach but you got to be able to put everybody in the right positions if you're going to be that decision maker so it definitely ups the ante because now they don't have any more excuses when it comes to Robert Salah, the head coach of the Jets Jay and Nuno and also the general manager Joe Douglas because so Joe Douglas like, look I've done my job. You said you needed a quarterback. See, I got you one. You said you need more weapons at the quarterback. I got you one. If anything, this really shifts to the court to the coach, Robert Sala, more than Joe Douglas, the GM, and even more so than Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback in New York.
1: So, my opinion has changed for the position that this individual was in now compared to where he was last year, and that's Nathaniel Hackett. I think it was overwhelming for Nathaniel Hackett because the relationship was different with Russ. They had given the keys to Russ. Everything was centered around Russ right. while also Nathaniel was trying to figure out how the hell am I going to be a head coach and manage all these things when I've typically been at a different in a different position. Now, though, as the offensive coordinator for the Jets, the familiarity is exponentially greater with a guy that you built continuity with for extended periods of time. There's trust there in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And the role has minimized the pressure to a degree. So no doubt. that doesn't distract or take away the pressure on Robert Sala. But that relationship, I think, pays a higher reward because the position now is different for a guy like Nathaniel Hackett and his relationship tr- with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's the it. difference maker. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I think yes. Aaron can open up the field – differently than Russ's ego allowed him to open up the field last year.
0: And that's completely right? fair because you have that relationship to your point that Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Hackett, that was more of a friendship than just a relationship, a football relationship in Green Bay with both of those two. But,
1: but also I can tell you the hard truth and I know how you will respond. I can be more real with you than understanding. Now I'm a head coach my first year. Do I truly have autonomy from ownership? Like did they they gave the keys to you. So how much – You know, clout do you have? You have more clout than me. I've seen this in professional sports. I've seen where athletes who have the power and then a new head coach comes in first year, that head coach doesn't feel like he has the power Mm -hmm. or the true autonomy say, sit your ass down, I'm going to bench you. I have to play you. You're almost a player coach. And I think that's a power that was wielded to Russell Wilson last year that now Aaron Rodgers is like, no, I see you more as a peer. Right. Hmm. Okay.
0: Here's something else to that. At least they don't have to use kid gloves and coddle a quarterback and bring him along. Because the minute that they realized that Zach Wilson was not going to even be close to being below average at quarterback, they really had to kid glove him along. When he got injured and Mike White got in the line, they treated Mike White like he was damn freaking Marino and opened up the offense and he was winning games and rallying that team. That's going to have to happen and it will happen with the Jets. You don't have to coddle that position because you got Aaron Rodgers. And more importantly, you got an offensive coordinator who knows how to handle him, somebody you can trust to make that work and you can concentrate on other things, you Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets. I'm with you. They get Dalvin, like we mentioned, there you just go. heard from Rich Cimini, ESPN, New York Jets reporter. And also when it comes to Tom Pellas, NFL Network, Dalvin Cook flying up to New York today to meet with the Jets over the weekend. He'll be on Good Monday football tomorrow and then meet with the Jets over the weekend. So he's taking a step to New York to maybe sign with the Jets. Are the NCAA taking steps to rule NIL? That's next. This is ESPN Radio.